Hey everyone, welcome to another episode of The Rodcast. I'm sitting here with Monty, who's in Tokyo, and Masashi, who's in Yokohama, and I am Richard in Hong Kong, and we're Campus Pastors. We're going to talk through how we can give people an awesome first-time experience to church, which is very important. So we're going to go through, uh, I guess from start to finish, how we kind of successfully or how I guess how we want to, we don't always do this perfectly, but how do we successfully move someone um, from being a complete stranger maybe that we're meeting on the street or something like that to inviting them to church and giving them a great experience. Uh, so that's what we're going to talk through today. Firstly, how are you guys? You good? Doing great. Wonderful. After all our technical challenges, just what we just wasted 35 <laughs> minutes of our life that we'll never get back, but that is okay. Uh, so, uh, hey, so when when you guys are doing outreach, and we've done a lot of street outreach over the years and met, you know, people all over Japan and, um, yeah, inviting people to church, it's a real joy to do that. Uh, what do you think is key to, I guess, kind of starting that process when you first bring up the, the, the idea of church, uh, like to a lot of Japanese, that's a brand new kind of concept. Um, how are you framing that uh, in your conversations so that it, it would be, you know, attractive to them? And then we'll, we'll talk about the next steps after that. So I don't know who wants to go first, but any thoughts? <laughs> Um, I think it's just really organic in a way. Like we're not, we don't have a playbook or we don't, you know, I think it's just a uh, conversation a lot of times flows on uh, through a lot of questions and a lot of mutual interest. Uh, mm -hmm. And I think at the right time, I feel like people are really good at bringing up the conversation about church. And I think a lot of, hap a lot of times it happens like, hey, have you been to church? We go to church and I think on the streets, especially, all those strangers are like, hey, how do you, what are you guys doing? How do you guys know each other? Because you guys are so much fun. And that's when I feel like the conversation about church comes up. Uh, and we explain, but I think the picture's worth thousands of words when we show them the video of the church and right. just the biggest paradigm shifts happen in the people's lives. Like, like this is church and I want to go. When do you guys do it? So I think it's really natural and organic. Wait, but what do you think, Mom? Yeah, but wait, what is, what is that? You show a video. This is what I'm getting to. Like, mm -hmm. how are you framing that? Um, yeah. So what's the video you show? Like, I think a lot of question is like, hey, have you been to church is uh, one of the questions we probably normally ask. Mm -hmm. And what is your impression about church? What do you, what do you think we do at church? Mm -hmm. And, you know, have you seen church? And a lot of times people say it's a wedding chapel or it's a place you have to be quiet. So we show the highlights of our summer camp or church videos, mm. church intro videos. And it just really flips their image of, okay, it's nowhere near quiet. <laughs> this is wild. This looks like a club. People are singing, jumping, and you know, it just makes it easier for them to come to church now because it looks fun. So you have a promo video, kind of thing. Mm -hmm. Is it? Yes. Is there sound? Yep. Okay. It's what, like a minute or something like that? Yeah, thirty seconds to a minute of just highlights of our uh, entire experience of walking through a front door, okay, worshiping messages after church, and just a lot of conversations and relationships happening. Uh, and then, yeah, just the, so that they, in thirty seconds, people know what church is like. Okay, so why do you think that's so powerful? Because we don't we don't have that currently here in Hong Kong. Um, I've used videos and stuff before, Ooh. but yeah, talk it through. Why, why, why do you think that's so powerful, like the visual? Yeah, I mean, like Marsh said, a picture is a thousand words and then a video is a thousand pictures. So. <laughs> <laughs> do the math. I can't. <laughs> yeah, do the math. <laughs> Got my strong suit. That's why we're pastors. <laughs> but yeah, I do think it definitely helps shift the image that people have in their head to be able to see something that is different and for us to say, no, this is what church is actually, it's what it looks like. So, yeah, I do see that there's a lot of value in that. Even like if it's not a video, if it's like a few photos or something, uh, that's just as effective. As effective. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, I'm surprised you guys, what do you guys do in Hong Kong? Like, because <laughs> it probably is a different 
dynamic where Christianity is probably more understood church, yeah. at least our type of church is a bit more understood. Yeah. No, no, no. I, I, I'm not saying that that's a bad idea and we, sh- we should be doing that. Um, we would, I would, I'd say we'd be showing Instagram. Our Instagram page is, is pretty good. Happy mm. with that. Um, or the website or something like that. There's a lot of photos there. So definitely the visuals help, but I don't think we have as look, the average Japanese understanding of church is probably what they've seen on a movie, right? Which is, you know, maybe an old cathedral or, you know, kind of pews and all that kind of stuff. So Hollywood has kind of framed their view of church. Um, I think uh, in Hong Kong, it is a bit of a different context. I don't think we have to, you almost have to educate them on what a church can look like uh, in your your Mm -hmm. kind of first meetings of people. And when you bring up this topic, I think it is a little bit different in a more Christian-y background place. Um, I mean, a lot of, we're still dealing with non-Christians, but they may have gone to Christian schools and um, yeah, it's Mm. true. Some of them have experience with traditional style of church, which is quite different to us, but in style. Um, But I don't think it's Mm. as big of a hurdle. So it hasn't been something that we've needed, but I think, I think it's always good to have visuals. Um, Yeah. So yeah, we should do that. (laughs) and okay so you've shown them the video and then uh like what next do you send them links or anything i think yeah uh if they're interested in language exchange we'll probably send them to language exchange links uh but most of the time i feel like it happens over a direct messaging and just getting them to come to church on sunday yeah sending them information and meetup spots like we'll pick you up at the station at this time let's go together okay um so i think depending on what they're interested in like foot soul we'll send them link to the sign up page for the foot soul or you know all the other things but it just happens over direct messaging most of the time i think yeah so what do you think for like a let's say a, a smaller church a new church and they don't have all this resource like what do you think would be helpful to kind of help uh what what, what should they build online that could help them to you know re- reach these people do you think like in terms, cause these are tools, what you're talking about, like sending them any kind of information, you have to have that ready. Uh, so mm. a- any thoughts on that? What you, what you think is most helpful and what they could build out? Probably a good website, <laughs> the starter mm. website. And also I think with the younger generations, especially on good social media, Instagram accounts or other accounts that are relevant, are important for them to buy into us and kind of build that trust in us that we are a legit entity mm. <laughs> and we're safe and something happens every Sunday or every week. Um, and I think that's what young people can probably relate better if it's on the social media platform like that, uh, that we're busting out, con- putting out contents every time uh, that we do something that even if they do miss it, they know what it was like and what they missed. And they just kind of creates a desire to come the next time that we do something as well. So maybe an Instagram account would be good, but anything else Mont, that you can think of for a startup? Yeah. If there's any, uh, even if it's just like a few photos here and there, it doesn't have to be of someone on stage or this or that, but just some people smiling, having fun. I think that's a big part of the draw yeah. for all of our churches is the, the fun yeah. factor. And the joy factor, like those two go hand in hand. So I think as long as we can find a way to communicate, uh, hey, like this is something fun to come to and there's lots of people here that are just enjoying life and there's a reason why we're enjoying life. But, you know, Mm. come come and see, taste and see. So I think a bit of that is fine. So it's fairly easy to, if it's even if it's just two people taking a selfie, three people get a photo together, um, just big smiles, lots of joy, lots of fun. I think that definitely uh, has impact in people's minds. But yeah, yeah, there's probably some of the things I would just add to that. Yeah, and I think that uh, you don't have to have a huge production and big crowds in order to impress. I mean, if I guess with a lot of the people we're talking to are on the younger side, um, but you don't need that to impress people and. I would say our church in Seoul, 
does this really well. Their Instagram account is awesome. I wish I wish our social media was that good when we were like at their stage of church planting because <laughs> it it's just like it looks great. It's just full of joyful people and the church itself, you know, an average Sunday for them might be 40 people. It's not a big congregation. Um but they've made it just look so full of life. Um and they don't have, you know, crowds of young people jumping up and down and you know, like a club type atmosphere, but that but they've got they've got joy and community that you can really see. Mm, yeah. And I think so if anyone's listening to this and you've, you've, you've just got a small group or whatever, you, you can actually do something like I think Monty's point about three people with a happy selfie. I think that stuff does help. Um, people can mm. see what type of people go there. And uh, I think people want to see people like them. Um, with Korea though, Richard, do you think that's their social media is so good because it's culturally like social media heavy culture or is that because Rianne's been really good at teaching them and just, you know, just teaching them the expectation of what we want to portray on Instagram? I think they've just got a gifted South African who runs their social media uh, and photography. (laughs) Yeah. She's awesome. Um, So Tarina, hello, if you're listening, she's just really, really good. And uh, yeah. So she knows what photos to take. She knows what feel we're going for. Mm. And uh, I think that's, yeah, that's why. So I don't even think that that's anything to do with Korea. It's just a person who has a good Mm. eye. (laughs) Yeah. So, okay, cool. Right. Cool. So get your social media going, even just with happy people. And then you can, yeah, send them some information. What do you think should be on the website? What's important? Time, place, <laughs> time, location. Do you have people update? Do you have people emailing you from the website asking like what the service time is when it's even when it's like clearly on, on the website? Like some people just don't read it. Like yeah, yeah. they've taken the time to email, but it's right there. Anyway, yeah, you can't win them all, Richard. You can't win them yeah, all. You know, I need to let it go. Yeah. Um. Okay, so yeah, I mean, anything else? Just practically, we're getting into the nuts and bolts here, but I want to really help some church leaders who maybe don't have all of this set up. But I think like even on the website, the photos, I think helps uh, just with the information is important, but I think it helps photos and maybe a little bit of videos help people imagine what the church, that kind of helps you with expectation of what they're stepping into. Mm-hmm. Uh, so maybe from the beginning, they have the, the higher buy-ins to church if they come to the church physically uh, and know what to expect, know what kind of people they are. It's very international. There's some locals as well. And I think it helps with that kind of stepping into the faith of coming into church building as well. Mm-hmm. Do you guys have like Google Maps? Do you, I mean, are you sending people like links on how to get there and stuff like that? Mm-hmm. Yeah, we have Google and we have like a um um uh digital map, not a digital map. A graphic. <laughs> like someone made a map, like a simple one. Yeah. So we usually kind of have those things available. Yeah. It's tricky when like campuses like our campus has to move sometimes uh, yeah. to different locations. I know Yokohama is the same. Uh Tokyo West is probably the most like <laughs> Most Sundays there'll be, you know, somewhere different. It's church on the move, isn't it? Um, yeah. Mm. So in that case, it might be hard to have a certain like key graphic. And even sometimes the Google map is not that easy. So this Sunday, Tokyo is in a new venue that we haven't used before. Uh, and the Google map actually kind of takes you uh, like the, the back way to get to the, the venue. And the back way is up a really steep hill and we're concerned for, you know, parents uh, with, you know, strollers and whatnot. But there's actually like a more direct way. For some reason, Google Map won't take you the direct way. So we Mm. actually got one of our guys to go and take a video from the station. From the station, this is how to get there. It's three minute, four minute walk. 
Yeah. Um, so yeah, that's another simple way. Just do like a walkthrough. We've done that yeah. with previous venues when we're there for the first time. Yeah. Uh, just to help people understand how to get there. Yeah, so, we did yeah, that. Just too. another little tip. Mm. Yeah. We've got those kind of videos on our website as well. Just anything that can help. So what we're really talking about here is access, easy access, trying yep. to simplify that. Um, I know this sounds really basic. This Maybe this is a really boring topic, but it's really important if people, if people have a bad experience, just even trying to find your venue. Uh, mm-hmm. It's like it, it, it and, and if they've got kids and stuff and they're trying to find your place and, you know, it's just, it's just multiplied. Um, the, yeah, the problems are multiplied. So what about when they actually get to your venue? Do you have, do you have people outside of the building, like on the street level or, mm-hmm. or even at the yeah. train exit or anything like that? I know some of our campuses have done that in the past where they've had someone even waiting at the exit, mm. which if you've got the manpower to do it, that's awesome. Yeah, that'll be amazing. Yeah. I think that's the dream. Yeah, I, I, I want to get to that station. point. We're not quite there. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> yeah, but for us, we don't have the manpower quite yet. Yeah. So we have somebody down not there. We meet on the eighth floor of the building. Okay. Um, so we have somebody on the first floor with the entrance of the building, mm-hmm. welcoming people in and just letting them. Sometimes we do have to use different floors as well. So at the, the welcome team at the entrance, we'll tell them, kind of reminding people we're, we're at a certain floor mm. for that Sunday. What about Tokyo? Yeah, sometimes we'll try to get someone stand outside of the venue, but I think rarely do we have someone all the way at the train station or the train exit. Um, yeah, because like we said, we, we got plenty of maps, information, yeah, all that on the website. Uh, we can't, you know, hold people's hand all the way from yeah. the house to our venue. <laughs> So <laughs> we do the best that we can with the resources that we have. Yeah. Uh, Cause we do want to make sure people find the place. Yeah. But yeah. And full disclosure, we actually had a, uh, a big mistake a few weeks Ooh. ago. We were in a, Ooh. in a, not one of our regular venues and it wasn't super clear on the front page of our website. So if you went to like locations and stuff, it was clear on that one hmm. but on the front page it wasn't clear and so we had people go to the the normal venue like visitors uh tourists people visiting from overseas so the majority of people they went with it right they understood the change but there was a few hmm. that didn't and we did get a an upset email saying <laughs> you guys should have said this blah 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 and it's like yes we should have we should have put that more clear on the website on the front page of the website, even though it was there, the information was there. The fact that people have to do more clicks might mean that they Mm. miss out on information. So I think as much information upfront as possible is going to be the most effective way to see people actually get from wherever they're staying, their home, hotel, whatever it is to the actual venue. So yeah, just to let you know, we, we do make mistakes. So Oh, thank you. Thank you, Toki. I think Harry's a good juicy one. <laughs> Thought yeah. you'd enjoy that. <laughs> you know, speaking of mistakes, if we're uh, all going oh, to go. so transparent Ooh. with our public audience. Um, for Christmas <laughs> last, no, not last year, the year before, 2022, we changed the service time from 11.30 a.m. to 10.30 a.m. because we were kind of wanting to allow, give people time to go have lunch with their families, things like that. So. Mm. An hour, an hour earlier and we really heavily promoted the time change in the service <laughs> and we promoted it heavily online but you know like not everyone looks at the instagram and not everyone yeah. look reads the website and uh i remember at the end of our service so it's about eleven thirty. we're wrapping up and we have a whole family walk in at our usual service time, but they're right at the end and they've got all their kids, you know, traveled an hour to get there and they've missed the Christmas service. And I met them at the door and my heart just sank because I saw them walk in and I, 
I was like, we, we, we're just <laughs> finishing up. And they're like, what? Um, and what had happened was they were on the, uh, because they've got kids, they were often in the kids floor and it hadn't been so uh, clearly announced oh, in the, because no. we had, we do, our kids are on different floors. Uh, than our main hall. Right. It wasn't s- super clearly announced in the kids like program about the time change. And oh. and they weren't super regular to church, to be fair. But right. man, when people show up Christmas. and they've got their whole family ready and they miss everything <laughs> on oh. Christmas. Oh, oh, it's like it hurts. That is brutal. What did you do, Richard? Did you do a special service for them? <laughs> I... I don't know. I just kind of apologized even. Yeah. You know, they should have checked certain things, but, but yeah, yeah, I saw that there was a bit of a gap there. And so, yeah, man, messing with service times, you you want it. That's like your last resort. If, if you can not change the service time, that's the best. Uh, But yeah. You know, that's that's that wasn't someone's first time to, to church, but it's certainly a not a not a fun experience. And the whole understanding the times and how to get there and stuff, it's important. Um, Did Tokyo have any people showing up later? Because you guys went to two services last year, and you know, service times are earlier. The first service. Did people show up in the middle of the service? Um, I'm sure there was, but they could still go to the next one. Major. Yeah. Right. Yeah. So it's that's not- the. the- beauty of how we did the split Mm. but yeah i think people like it was actually super smooth like way smoother than i was expecting it to be we did try hard to like you know make it very clear as clear as possible (laughs) like over everything yeah but yeah when the time came we just for those who don't know we used to have a service at 11 and we changed to two services and now we have a 10 15 and 11 30 and if you do the math that's a very short turnover between the two services yeah um what is the break? so far sorry how long's the break depends on the preacher we tr- at least 15 <laughs> minutes <laughs> yeah <laughs> not mentioning any names hey we? when we have certain guest speakers uh <laughs> can be hard <laughs> But yeah, so usually, yeah, we have 15 minutes. Sometimes we have 20. So we try to finish up the service in 55 minutes to an hour. Right. Um, yeah. So if people, you know, when we made the change, if they came late, then it's like they came at 11. Ah, we have one at 11.30. So it's not that su- not it's too no, bad. You know, yeah. It's not such a bad thing to hang around for mm. 30 minutes or so. As opposed to missing it completely. That's pretty brutal. Yeah. yeah. On Christmas. That's rough. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Christmas. That's rough. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Very rough. <laughs> yeah. I felt that one. <laughs> oh, that's, yeah, that's sad. Jeez. So, okay. You've got these services so squished together and there's so little time, I guess, in between for kind of like connection. How do you do that? Like, do you have a good lo- lobby area? Like, do you push do. everyone out and into the lobby? Yeah. Okay. Yep. So after the service, uh, whether it's the, the preacher themselves or I will get up afterwards and be like, all right, guys, if it's another venue the next week, we're going to be at this venue next week. Um, otherwise, we have to prepare for the next service. So please ask you guys to, you know, leave this hall. Uh, there's coffee in the in the lobby make some friends, go to the next steps corner, all that stuff. So it happens pretty organically as well. Like people mm-hmm. go, like we don't have like people banging on other people's heads with their sticks saying, get out of here. Right. So <laughs> it's pretty, yeah, it's pretty yeah, fluid. So the lobby so, must yeah. be pumping then. Yeah. Like, you've got people uh, coming in and good. going out. Mm. But a lot of the people in the first service, so we only have kids, uh, a a kids program in the first service. We don't have one in the second service. So a lot of parents is in the first service. It's the main demographic of that service. So a lot of them go straight to the kids hall, pick up their kids Mm -hmm. and they're going to lunch because kids are hungry. So it Mm -hmm. actually works pretty well. There's not like too much congestion and people generally kind of come late 
for whichever service is their main service anyway. So <laughs> they're kind of missing each other. So it's not like chaos okay. in the lobby either. Yeah. Do all your venues have, have a decent lobby space? No. No. So this venue we're going to this Sunday, the lobby's almost non-existent. So we're going Ooh. to try to create a bit of a lobby. It's a massive hall, way bigger than the one that we have. So we got them pipe and drapes, big curtains. Oh, let's go. Bust them out again. And we're going to corner off a section of the main lobby. Uh, so when that service finishes, people can go into this second section of that main hall. And then they can funnel out the back exit and people come in through the front exit. Because it's basically elevators open and you come through a tiny hallway and you're in the hall. So mm. we have to have like the entrance and the exit are separate. So anyways, yeah, we'll see how it goes. <laughs> it's quite the experiment, well, not going to lie. I, I think this is <laughs> this is really good like to talk about this whole lobby experience because it is it's the mm. first it's it's the first time that people are exposed to the church, you know, uh so they've been invited by a friendly person. All of that's been good. They've clearly made their way to the venue. And then they come into the building and the lobby is what they experience and including your welcome team. So what would we want? What's the goal uh, for us as a team, like as, as these people come into to the church? Like what should a welcome team do? Thoughts around that? I think just welcome team, just welcomes, <laughs> welcomes them. No. But I think just uh, we want the welcome to, to be uh, one of the best that we've got, I think, because that's the first, you know, people make their first decision or impression within 30 seconds or something, right? So I think we want the welcome to me, team to be the best of the best, uh, and just joyful, saying hi to them, welcoming them, just making them feel like, you know, they're, they're at the Disneyland or they want to come back again. I think that's the key for us, just, you know asking the right questions and, you know, just guiding them to their uh, seats because, you know, uh, usher team is also, I think, goes hand in hand in hand to the welcome team because first timers don't know where to sit, what to do afterwards. So, mm -hmm. you know, that handover must be smooth as well. But. Hmm. Yeah. So what I are they saying a... to them? Welcome. Hi. <laughs> <laughs> welcome. <laughs> welcome to church. Welcome to Life House. We're going deep here no. today, guys. <laughs> One thing we're trying to help with our welcome team is to get them to actually engage people a bit. That's, that's what I'm to getting ask to. ask some good yeah. questions. Yeah. Not just to be the, hand, yeah. the sign-holding, hand-waving yeah. greeters that they actually yeah. would see someone new and they would say, oh, is this your first time? Or like, how many times have you been to church? Or something like that. So that they can kind of get a, a sense of these people um, coming through the doors. So we're trying to train actually our welcome team to ask mm -hmm. a few more questions, not to just say welcome and then mm. watch people walk by, like actually engage with new people. So I think that's kind of the, the stage we're at now. But yeah, I think it's been going well so far. But still, do they have yeah, signs? Training. They do, they do. Especially the people, because uh, our venue is on the third floor. So people that are downstairs at the entrance, they'll have a sign so people understand, okay, this is probably the place I'm looking for. Um, but yeah, people will have signs. So is that a sign with the church name on it or, or what's on the sign? Yep, church names. Uh, sometimes it's just like a welcome, says welcome on it. Okay. Or like nice to see you or something like that. So some generic stuff. But Yeah, I, I agree yeah. with you. I think sometimes... Uh, if we don't train our teams, they can default to just being human signs, you know, <laughs> yeah. and uh, we can we can get a sign to be a sign. We don't need a human. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, I think that, that engaging people is really important. And but but not getting into a conversation uh, as well, because mm. there's a flow of traffic and we've got to move right. people on. Um, yeah. But may, maybe one or you know one or two key questions or something like that. Although Monty, you just said the one no-no uh, question, which our uh, which our welcome team it. have learned the hard way, which is: Is this your first time? 
And uh, if it's not yep. their first time, people can feel a bit upset. No, no, no I've been, this is my fifth time or what? You don't know me? Like, <laughs> yeah, I've been here for three we, months. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I, I think Japanese are probably a lot nicer about it than in Hong Kong. They're just oh. like, well, no, I've been coming for three months. <laughs> It's like, oh, sorry. <laughs> I, I, yeah. I think our team got a bit wounded from from asking oh. the wrong questions, so they're a bit gun shy now. Like, should, oh, no. should I ask any more questions? But yeah, just maybe just rephrasing it to how long have you been coming? Or yeah, 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 something like that. Yeah, so but that's engaging. Yeah, some training <laughs> that's necessary. <laughs> yeah, but smiles are huge, right? Like you gotta yeah. have a smile. No, hundred percent. Yeah, and even I, I even think the welcome team having fun. Like, yeah, it it can't. I, I think if it looks too structured, it feels unnatural. Like everyone's standing in a line, and you know what I mean. Like, yeah. you've got a few people at the door. <laughs> They're gonna start doing the arch. Yeah, <laughs> oh. throwing rice. Yeah. <laughs> 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 you mean like like a prayer tunnel or something you know like yeah people going through. <laughs> no let's not yeah, freak them out weird. in the first few moments yeah. um but yeah i guess <laughs> i guess even being practical like it, giving people practical instructions like hey toilets are over there um you know families you guys can sit over here if you like like for us we have a special area where kids can be kind of down the front during worship and things like that and so mm. we do kind of give a little bit of info or check in kids check in is over here um mm. not just saying hi and then walking in and like you know slowly stopping and not knowing where to go or who to talk to uh, i think people yeah yeah need to know yeah. what their next step is um, so in the, in the lobby, once they're in, uh, what, what are you trying to do? What are you trying to achieve? So obviously let's, let's say this is before a service. What's the goal? Uh, that they would, you know, feel welcomed and then they would get the, <laughs> the service on time. <laughs> Cause yeah, that's nice. the thing, you know, especially for us, that first service, lots of families coming in with, you know, a few kids, mm -hmm. got to get themselves checked in. There's a bit of a process for people to do that. Yep. And by the time the kids are checked in or, you know, they've arrived, you know, 15 minutes have passed into the, the service and they're just trying to get to the main hall. So we're not trying to like get in people's way either. Yeah. But yeah, especially try to notice if there's new people coming in. You know, ask a couple questions perhaps like, hey, how many times have you been coming? Mm -hmm. Okay, great. Well, the, the main hall's down that way. If they got kids, hey, you looking to check your kids in? Kids hall is this way. Do you do coffee um, before then, church? Yeah. Before church. If yeah. they come with enough time. Otherwise, it's just like, yeah, you know, service has started. Do you close come off the in. coffee? Like We don't before? have coffee before the service. Yeah, that's what I'm asking. Okay. You don't. All yeah. right. Interesting. We don't. Okay. Yeah. Well, before you, the first, you guys do that in Hong Kong before. Yeah. I want them caffeinated. <laughs> <laughs> Helps the praise and worship. Helps them not sleep through my message. <laughs> oh, <Ooh>. man. <laughs> no, that's interesting. I didn't know that. You guys didn't do it. Now, we cut ours off no. five minutes before the service starts because otherwise people are all grabbing coffees instead of moving into the service. Mm. Um, mm. So, yeah, wh wh why don't you do the coffee beforehand? Yeah, it's pretty just... much that. Even five minutes beforehand, people are still standing around with their coffees because yep. even if you stop, if they got the coffee five minutes before the service, they're not going to drink yep. the coffee in five minutes. Yeah. And we also... Oh. Can you, yeah, can you take... You guys are not allowed also, to have coffee inside a hole, right? Well, that's, yeah. a, that's a big part of it. Yeah, I was going to say, yeah, we've got concrete floors and stuff and our venue's fine with it. Okay, so. that's not such a big issue. That's yeah. nice, that, actually. Yeah, it's nice. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, uh, yeah, but yeah. coffee is a, coffee's a big thing. I think when we made just like coffee free, like we just do drip coffee, you can make a lot of it and it's very cheap. 
And yeah. uh, that is a, it is huge for retaining people after church. It's interesting mm. how people will, will stand around and talk with a coffee, but without something in their hands, <laughs> it feels more awkward. feels mm. like they don't have something to right. do. And I just think when right. we added coffee back, because after COVID, like we, we lost it during COVID. And then yeah. when we were able to add it back, it instantly changed the atmosphere, like instantly mm. after mm. the service and for us before the service as well. So I would encourage every church to look into that. I'm a huge believer in just getting drip coffee. Um, you don't have to make, you know, you don't have to have a barista and be making people nice coffees. That'll take you yeah. ages and cost a lot of money, but <laughs> drip coffee in a lot, in large amounts. Uh, I really, it, it's like social lubricant, you know, like people just start, they stand around and talk. <laughs> so, <laughs> That's a great That's choice a great of words. Yeah, it's like, yeah people, people walk around, I'm over here and then I'm over here. And, you heard that right. Should name uh, this podcast Social Lubricant. That's the name of this episode. <laughs> could. Uh, well, uh, I might have to get that one approved. Um, so, uh, so okay, Pastor Rod has talked a lot about that time 10 minutes before a service and after the service. Yeah. Uh, I don't know. Thoughts, guys? What? How, how should we use this golden time, uh, you know, as pastors, as leaders in church? How can we use that to uh, really help people have a great experience? I think we just all need to be hands on deck to just connect with newer people or just people in general, I think, because especially if you're a people person, it's easier for us to connect. But I think more on the production and technological or introverted people, I think we need to help them and guide them to say, hey, just give them a vision and give them a, a few questions that they can ask to connect. But I think if you're not connecting them within those time, time frame, I think people will just go out of the door and we might never see them again or yeah. it might be two months before we see them back again. So I think those 10 minutes before and after the crucial time for us to give them a next step and just kind of get their impression on church. And you know, they might have gotten saved during those messages. So I think just a follow-up after 10, 10 minutes afterwards is just key to just really go in deeper, just sharing about Jesus and praying over them and just getting them connected to a dream team, a connect group. I think after that 10 minutes is like, if you miss it, like, yeah, it, it'll be a hard time for us to mm-hmm. got to pray hard for them to come back again. So mm-hmm. um, just utilizing it, um, practically speaking to 10 minutes after, 10 minutes before. Mm-hmm. I feel like 10 minutes after is more important for us in Yokohama because uh, we're trying to get people to come on time. So <laughs> people come right on time, you know? So, <laughs> so 10 minutes after, we'll probably more emphasis on, hey, just go out and go meet people, go mingle, get them to the next steps corner or mm-hmm. you know, get them to the DNA uh, and help them get started to get connected to church. Mm-hmm. We, yeah, we've been sure. talking. We've been talking about this 10 minutes after the service um, these last few weeks. And even on Sunday, I had a situation where there was a guy who came to the service, new guy, uh, and I went up and, and to talk to him. And he turns out he was a, a visiting pastor and mm-hmm. didn't live in Hong Kong. And when he found out that I was the pastor, he wanted to oh. talk about pastoring and very nice guy, very friendly. But I just, I I had to say to him, I'd love to have a conversation, um, but there's a bunch of people that I need to talk to before they leave. Can, can you just give me like 15 minutes or so like that? And he was a bit surprised, but, but he was cool with it. Um, once I explained it and then we caught up afterwards and, and it was fine. And we exchanged contacts and all of that, but I had to, I had to free up that time because it, you know, that, that was not going to build, uh, it was, that was not going to help those new people to get planted. Um, if I spent Mm. all my time with a visiting pastor, uh, and you know, I ended up talking to three new, like three new, new newish guys to church who were all unsaved and all very open and got one of them into a connect group and, you know, had some other good conversations. So it was a very fruitful time, but I had to really intentionally fight for mm-hmm. it um, from a very nice person. So a good guy, but yeah. just, uh, 
yeah, we got to know how to use that time well. Um, how, how do you think, uh, how, how do we know what people's next steps are? I mean, some, I mean, you guys are very intuitive and good at this, but like, how do we train a team to know what people's next steps are? Yeah, I think what Pastor Rob's been talking about recently is just asking good questions. Um, yep. At least in Tokyo, we, you know, we have a bit more of a, a team, like a larger team that is able to talk to people. So we have that next steps team and we have a lot of people on that team that are kind of like the the extroverts, right? The social butterflies mm-hmm. are in that team. So they're, they're like, yeah, I want to talk to people. So they go up and talk to people. Um, but we part of that team also is uh, understanding who, if anyone, has raised their hand. So certain people, English or Japanese, will have questions ready to go and talk to whoever has raised their hand. So, yeah, definitely some training, uh, a lot of intentionality in those questions, in that time that we have set aside after the service. So obviously meeting mm-hmm. new people for, you know, like the pastors, uh, but also we have team to help us try to catch as many people as we can. Because some Sundays there'll be lots of visitors um, and lots yeah. of tourists as well, especially in Tokyo. Uh, we, we get a lot of tourists uh, just coming through on Sunday. So at least me personally, if I meet a tourist, like how long are you in Japan? Oh, you're just, you know, passing through here for two weeks, going to Disneyland and Kyoto and whatnot. So, you know, oh, yeah, that'll be fun, you know, all this good stuff. Well, thank you for coming to church on your holiday. Uh, yeah, please enjoy your time in Japan. And then I'll try to go talk to some other people. Um, but, yeah, if someone's raised their hand, some sometimes the the Next Steps team will come and talk to me and say, hey, this person raised their hand. If there's no one else that's available or English-speaking, uh, they might, if I'm available, they'll come and grab me and I'll go through like a bit of a, you know, salvation talk with that person. So that mm-hmm. also happens uh, on Sunday. So yeah, just, I guess being available, like you said, trying to not get caught in certain conversations with certain people groups, not yeah. because they're bad or we want to, you know, ostracize them, but we have these people that we need to talk to or the team needs to talk to. And that's the priority in the 10 minutes, usually after, but even before trying to meet new people as well. So yeah, a bit of both. Yeah. So maybe <clears throat> for anyone listening who does not belong to Lifehouse, like just so that you understand our context, we we kind of have a formal way that people can get connected. And then we, we're also talking here about informally because we have a next steps kind of area, which is we call it next steps. And we direct people to there in the service. Like if you've got questions and, you know, if you want to get connected or know what your next steps are, uh, you know, maybe know more about baptism or something like that. So people can initiate that themselves. So there is an official channel. And I think that's really helped. We didn't used to always do that, right? Years ago, we had Mm -hmm. no... it It was all based... It was all up to us to connect with them. But I think if you have an area set up and you clearly uh, market that and promote that in a way that they understand what it's for, there will be some people who will initiate themselves and that will that will make things a lot easier on your team. Then you can also do all the informal stuff where you, you're training leaders to basically go and have these conversations and initiate. So we've kind of got two channels uh, and I think both are really helpful. Uh, we need to do better on the like the the follow up to the salvation, you know, people raising their hands and things like that. I think we we need to work on that right now in Hong Kong. It's good, but I I think we can can do it better. Um, but that's really important. So obviously, those are the people who we're, we're saying these are the highest priority people. Really, if we if we're not talking to the people who've raised their hands and responded to some form <laughs> of <laughs> salvation decision or whatever they've responded to like that's that's a miss if we yeah. if we didn't get their you know connection or at least find out they might be a tourist or whatever but still that's a significant moment in someone's life and we're not rejecting tourists we but uh we want to help them in their next step as well 
even if they can't get planted in the church. But yeah, I think that's the first thing is if you can't do everything, at least focus on people who are making some kind of decision or having, have given like the, the feedback that they actually want to move forwards uh, with Jesus in some way. Um, yeah. Any more kind of thoughts? Get pe- on. <laughs> well, this whole thing, because I, I guess I guess we're getting into the areas of follow up here. I, I I say this to our team is if you if you don't have their contact in your phone, they're probably not a friend. <laughs> and if you like, we're not <laughs> right. just being friendly at church. Like we want to actually make friends. And I and I get that I can't mm. be personal friends with everyone, you know, especially as the church grows. But I'm looking for the few people that I could actually really follow up. And uh, you've, you've got to get their contact, really. Um, and we mm. teach guys to get guys contacts and girls to get girls, so it's not any no confusion there. Um, uh, hey, but you can't <laughs> hey. have this great conversation and even pray with them and do all this stuff and then let them just walk out the door. Like that's a missed opportunity, right? right? Yeah. Any thoughts around that? And I think especially with a like a non-Christian world, I think if they're Christians, you know, even without connecting with them, they'll probably come back the next week or you know within a couple of weeks. But especially with a non-believer's perspective, like yeah. you, they, somebody needs to be there inviting, and I think that's the big, you know, part of the follow-up is inviting and connecting and checking with them throughout the week to say, "Hey, it was so good to see you. Yeah. Uh, we'll love to see you again next Sunday. Would you be available to come?" So I think we can, you know, it's one thing to pray, one thing for God to pull them closer, but I think there's another thing that we can do uh, as a church uh, is to, I think, being there for a new friend uh, and mm-hmm. actually <laughs> staying in touch with them. Yeah, uh, and I think there's a. I love the. Um, what our Nagoya church is going through. Uh, Iwao is such an amazing leader, but, you know, he said for Christmas, they had about 60 or 70 people come to their Christmas parties in church. Mm. Uh, and he personally invited 80 of them. Uh, he sent out 80 messages and 20 of them actually came to church. Wow. But he actually invited 80 right. uh, and 20. So not all came, but 20 came. Yeah. But I think that's the power invitation that we actually have to be inviting as leaders and as you know people of church. If you want to grow a church, if you want to help people have an amazing experience, like I think that impersonal invitation needs to be there rather than social media posts or website posts. Yeah. I think that's another touch, a mm. special touch that people feel when they're personally invited to church yeah. or events. Yeah. I also think like uh, the non-Christian mind will view church like an event. Like I came, you invited me, I came to your event. It was good. That was nice. See you later. Like, but we're thinking this is weekly, you know, so the follow up (laughs) I I think is very important is to to get back in there and text them and, hey, would you like to come again Mm -hmm. this week? Um, Let's get lunch after or something like that. Like, yeah, I'm not just trying to get you to this event, but let's be, let's do life together. Kind of let, you know, right. bring you into my world. So, yeah, I think we could probably go on forever if we go down to the nitty gritty, but I think there's been a lot of good little practical things here. Um, yeah. I don't know, anything you guys want to say in summary or to inspire our listeners? Yeah, everything we do is intentional yeah there's a reason behind it there's a plan and purpose behind all the little things we set up from who's on the welcome team to who's on the next steps team those are the different teams before and after service teams really if you want to put into those terms it's true to how we use our time before and after to what kind of atmosphere we want to make uh yeah a lot of it's intentional so it doesn't just happen by itself right it doesn't just oh wow this church is just natural like yes there's a natural element (laughs) but we're very intentional with all these small things so yeah intentionality definitely helps new timers have a good experience yeah and i would say the natural default is that people will not talk to new people and that sounds a bit (laughs) harsh but let's face it, we all would prefer to talk to a friend than a stranger. That's just human nature. Yeah. Yeah. 
And so talking to new people takes absolute intentionality, like what Monty is saying. And we have to train our team to do that. And uh, not like a job, but to see, to get a sense of mission. Um, And it makes church exciting. It's not just catching up with your friends every Sunday. It's we're actually seeing the kingdom move forward. Yeah. Any final thoughts, Masashi? And I think just people connecting and, you know, following up, I think that's some of the skills that you can learn. You know, of course, yeah. someone is, now some people are very, very natural born leader in this, but mm. others, I think I, I had to learn how to ask good questions and how to give people yeah. next steps as well. So I think that if you're not good in this moment, I think it's an encouragement that, that people can learn. And I think that's why we need to keep coaching, keep training on newer people and how to follow up with people. But it is, like, it is a partly gift, but it's partly skill that you can learn too. Mm-hmm. I, I actually asked, before we finish up, I've, I asked 12 of our key leaders who actually who doesn't feel awkward when they meet a new person, like nothing. <laughs> Only two people out of the 12 <laughs> said that they don't feel awkward. Everyone else says basically that they're ignoring the awkward feeling of meeting a stranger. Right. They've learned to, like, <laughs> it's something that they've they've worked on and i'm not saying they are awkward these are our best people at doing this but there's that feeling of i'm still meeting a stranger and so i i think we've got to teach people that that's okay it's okay to have that feeling like but let's just be on mission Mm -hmm. and let's not be ruled by that that discomfort minor discomfort Mm. (laughs) yeah 100 percent. all right cool let's wrap it up Thanks everyone for listening and thanks guys. We'll see you all on the next episode. Bye-bye. Thank you so much for joining us today. And if you enjoyed today's episode, why don't you subscribe on whatever platform you are listening to this and we'll see you next time.